Hello, and welcome to the third episode of Burns Banter, the podcast that takes a fresh look at the life and works of Robert Burns, hosted by myself, Alistair Turnbull. In this episode, we're looking at one of Robert's most famous songs, a song called A Fond Kiss. Now, this song is all about two lovers who have only one more meeting and then they must part and go their separate ways. It's all in the first line of the song. The first line of the song is a fond kiss, which is one fond kiss, and then we sever, and then we part. So I'm going to ask some questions about this song. The first question is, who are the two lovers? The second question I'm going to ask is, why do they have to part? And then I'm going to read the original song to you, then I'll read the translation to you, and then I'll give you a little bit more information about what happened after that. So let's dive straight in and I'll ask the questions. So, question number one. Who were the lovers? Well, they were Robert Burns and Agnes Meckelhose. Okay, I'll tell you a bit about what Robert was doing at the time. The year was 1787. He had moved to Edinburgh. He's published his book, uh, Poems Chiefly in the Scottish Dialect. He has become the darling of Edinburgh society. You must have him at your your tea party, otherwise you're nobody. Uh, So he's enjoying uh, the attention of Edinburgh's elite. Agnes Mecklehose, I'll tell you a little bit about her. She was originally born Agnes Craig. Uh, She was the fourth daughter of Andrew and Christian Craig. Uh, Andrew was a a very well-known surgeon in Glasgow. Uh, her mother uh, was the daughter of a very well-known minister as well, and they were a very religious family. Uh, Agnes grew up in Glasgow. She wasn't particularly well-educated, but she could read and write, and she was a ferocious reader. Uh, she chose to educate herself. She also became a strikingly beautiful woman. I, I know this because even at the age of 15, uh, she was a toast of the Glasgow Hodgepodge Club, uh, the Hodgepodge Club was basically a drinking man's club for men of note in Glasgow. Uh, she was tall, slim, buxom and blonde. Uh, she unfortunately married a guy uh, called James Mecklehose, who was a, a Glasgow law agent. Uh, he basically seduced her when he was, she was 17 and they married when she was 18 against her father's wishes. Nobody liked the guy. And they were quite correct, because by the time she was of age 22, she had given him four children and she had left him because of his physical and mental cruelty. Uh, His family got rid of him, told him to go to Jamaica because he was in debt and uh, they were fed up paying his debts off and stuff like that. And Agnes moved back in with her father. Uh, Eventually her father passed away and Agnes moved to Edinburgh, uh, to Potter's Row in Edinburgh actually. And she'd heard about Burns, uh, this new poet on the scene. And she liked writing poetry as well. And she was determined to meet him. So they did meet. I'll tell you where they met. They met uh, at a tea party. If I get the correct date for you just in a second. Uh, at the house of a Mrs. Or Miss Nimmo uh, on the 4th of December, 1787. That was the first day that they met. And they were uh, immediately attracted to each other. 
But don't take my word for it. I actually have some uh, letters in front of me that Robert and Claire, uh, uh, Agnes wrote. Ro- uh, Robert wrote after the meeting a letter straight away to her. And he said in the letter, I can say with truth, madam, that I have never met with a person in my life whom I more anxiously wish to meet again than yourself. And she wrote back saying that she perfectly understood that she had the same attraction. Uh, they were meant to meet the following weekend, but Robert fell off a cab and hurt his knee and couldn't get there. He blamed a drunken uh, cab driver, but I mean, I've fallen out of taxis a few times and it wasn't the taxi driver that was drunk. Uh, Robert pursued Agnes. I, they wrote a lot of letters together. They, they created a lot of poetry together. They really fell in love. But they never uh, had a physical relationship. Never. Because uh, Agnes was estranged from her husband. Uh, she had very little money. She basically relied on her cousin, who was uh, Lord Craig, uh, to give her money to live on. And if there was a scandal between her and Robert, that money would disappear and she would be ruined. Uh, she actually wrote a few verses of poem as well, uh, poetry as well, one of which points this out. Uh, I'll read it to you now, this, this verse that uh, Agnes wrote. It says, Talk not of love, it gives me pain, for love has been my foe. He bound me with an iron chain and plunged me deep in woe. That's her talking about her husband. And the next bit goes on to say, Your friendship much can make me blessed. Oh, why that bliss destroy? Why urge the odious one request you know I must deny? Basically telling Burns, I really love you, but I can't have a physical relationship with you. Uh, they wrote to each other for years. Burns wrote a lot of songs about her. And in 1791, she's kind of forced to try and reconcile with her husband. I think probably her, her cousin, uh, Lord Craig, was pushing her in the direction of trying for a re- reconciliation, maybe saying, I'm not going to give you any more money if uh, you don't try for this. That's the only reason I can think why she did it. So in 1791, she says to Robert, I'm going to Jamaica. I'm going to try and reconcile with uh, my uh, husband. I And they, they meet for like the last time on uh, the 6th of December, 1791. They met in Edinburgh. And they said their farewells. A tearful farewell, I believe it was. And a couple of weeks later, on the 27th of December, Burns I sent her a letter which enclosed the song A Fawn Kiss. It obviously affected him so much he wrote this last song for her and uh, all about their parting. So, that's the story behind it. They were lovers, they never consummated, they were forced to part and this song was the end result of it. So let's go ahead and read the original song. So here it is. A Fond Kiss by Robert Burns, written in 1791. A Fond Kiss, and then we sever. A farewell, alas, forever. Deep and heart-drung tears I'll pledge thee. Warring sighs and groans I'll wage thee. Who shall say that fortune grieves him, While the star of hope she leaves him? Me, nay cheerful twinkle lights me, Dark despair around benights me. I'll ne'er blame my partial fancy, Nathan could resist my Nancy, But to see her was to love her, 
love but her, and love for ever. Had we never loved so kindly, had we never loved so blindly, never met or never parted, we'd ne'er be so broken-hearted. Fare thee weel, thou first and fairest, fare thee weel, thou best and dearest, thine be ilka joy and treasure, peace, enjoyment, love and pleasure. A fond kiss, and then we sever, A farewell, alas, for ever. Deep and heart-wrung tears I'll pledge thee, Warring sighs and groans I'll wage thee. A heartfelt loss comes across there. They do not want to part, but they are being ripped apart. So let's read a modern translation which will help to explain some of the words in there that you might not understand. So here is a modern translation of A Fond Kiss. It's in my book, Robert Burns Women, uh, which is available on Amazon as an e-book, a paperback, and as an audiobook as well. So, A Fond Kiss, translation. One fond kiss, and then we sever. One farewell, alas, forever. Deep in heart-wrung tears I'll pledge you, Warring sighs and groans I'll wage you. Who shall say that fortune grieves him, While the star of hope she leaves him? Me, no cheerful twinkle lights me, Dark despair around overtakes me. I'll never blame my partial fancy, Nothing could resist my Nancy, But to see her was to love her, Love but her, and love for ever. Had we never loved so kindly, Had we never loved so blindly, Never met or never parted, We'd had never been broken-hearted. Fare you well, you first and fairest, Fare you well, you best and dearest, Yours be every joy and treasure, Peace, enjoyment, love, and pleasure. One fond kiss, and then we sever, one farewell, alas, forever. Deep and heart-wrung tears I'll pledge you, warring sighs and groans I'll wage you. Here is a little bit more information about what happened next. Uh, Nancy did in fact travel to Jamaica, to Kingston, uh, on a boat called the Roselle. Uh, when she got to Kingston, her husband was not waiting on the dock for her. In fact, he didn't really want her to be there, because she found out that her husband was living with uh, one of the Negro slaves that he was looking after on a plantation, a woman called Anne Chanlin Riveri. And they'd actually had a daughter together. The daughter was called Arm Lavina uh, Mecklehose. I and Nancy couldn't live there with him, not like that. I not just because he'd taken an, another wife, I but because of the way he treated the slaves as well. He was not a nice man. I she travelled back home on the same ship on its return journey. I and she got back to uh, Scotland, and she did correspond with Burns a few times after that, but the passion was gone. 
their letters were very polite, but there was no flame there anymore. I. She really did miss Burns, though, and she wrote about him many times in her diary after that. Uh, the only other thing that happened after that of note was uh, Sir Walter Scott met her many years later. Uh, but unfortunately, he described her as being old, charmless and devout. So she hadn't aged particularly well. But uh, there ended the story of the love song. I hope you understand more about the backstory of this song now, about Robert and uh, Agnes, known as Nancy, and how they parted and uh, how the song came about. I also hope you'll join me in next week's episode of Burns Banter. So until then, Slanjiva. Mm-hmm.